If you really want to know if a straight guy is into you, you have to pay attention to what he puts his attention on. You know, I don't know if this is universally true, just in my experience. You know if a straight guy's into you, if he's prolonging conversation that should be over. When, it's, when a guy wants something from you, like he wants something from you. If he doesn't want something from you, he has no business talking to you. He has no desire to talk to you and he'll keep it moving. The question is finding out what that it that he wants is. It's not always sex. It's not always sexual. There are other things too, like do his eyes light up when he sees you unexpectedly. That's how it was with James. Like with James, in, I recognize in hindsight now, like it didn't, I used to think like, oh, that's interesting. But it never clicked to me. Like this is like a desire. This is a want for him until we actually hooked up. Um, I would come into a room like he wasn't expecting to see me and his pupils would dilate just a little bit. There's this other guy I had messed around with a long time ago. Um, well, not a lot. I mean, it's not like it's so long ago. It's not that long ago. Um, this other guy I haven't really covered here yet. And I don't know that I will. Long story short, he owned a shop. I'll keep it vague. He owned a shop. Um, and I saw, I ran into him at the gym in the locker room and that instant our eyes locked. I saw his pupils kind of, his eyes kind of widen just, I mean, maybe a quarter of a second. It was almost like as fast as you could see somebody blink. The eyes widen, maybe the pupils dilate. If you're watching, you'll see it. And we made normal bro conversation, but I could tell the way he was holding the conversation, there was nothing I had to offer him. There was nothing that he could possibly want from me except sex. And later, years later, he slid into my DMs and we messed around. It was one of the worst experiences <laughs> that I've ever had, but it was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I won't go into detail on that yet, but yeah, basically if you want to know if a straight guy's into you, watch what he pays attention to. I used to see all the time these guys who would act so hard when they came into a gym. Let me be standing next to a beautiful girl. The way that he would soften up, the way that his eyes would just kind of gently rest in her direction, the way he would try to sound nice and polite. It's always the rude voice too. And it was just interesting. Let it be some girl that he's interested in and you'd see it. And I noticed the same thing applies for straight men. Now it won't be so open. I mean, for guys going after other guys, it won't be so open and so flirtatious. But when you know what to look for when it comes to their attention, you'll know. And I think I've said this before, like housekeeping has taught me, working housekeeping, which is the position that I started in working at the gym, has taught me the who and the what and the where. Over time, when I started working in other positions and just being around a lot more guys, I started to learn the why guys would do the things that they would do and how often guys would do the things that they do. Something is happening every single day if you know where to look. Every single day. And like as this whole hyper-awareness thing, I'm telling you, it's like, it's like making the decision to be like really conscientious about my own behavior. I feel like a new sense has started to develop where I don't know, it's not a sixth sense or anything, but it's just like, I feel like I can tell when stuff's about to go down and where it's going down and when it's going down. And I remember going in the steam room and I remember before I even went in there, I had a moment of like, you're about to see something. 
And I go into the steam room and it's quiet. It's in a lull of the day. Um, nobody's in the locker room, but I hear a soft, like, and it's so steamy. I can't even see to the other side of the wall. And I hear like a soft, like moaning. And I look and like right in front of me, no kidding, right in front of me. And this is in the men's locker room. So men's locker room at this gym has its own steam room and its own sauna as well too. And its own um, whirlpool. Um, and I hear this loud, this, this, this soft moaning coming from the other side of the wall. And I can just make out two guys fucking doggy style. One of them is older looking. They both actually look kind of older, but one is significantly younger. And the older guy who's the top looks in my direction and he says to me, hey, amigo. I'm like, amigo, bring us a couple of towels, will you? And I just look at him like, no, you didn't. And I take my cleaning supplies with me and I get out of there. I mean, low-key, it was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. But I was just like, who does this in public? I mean, like, no attempt to make it, like, discreet or anything. Like, I, seriously, it was just like, ah, 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 ah. And I'm like, this is really happening right now. Usually it's not so... I mean, it depends on what club you go to. I know that there's clubs on a different part of town, which is more like the gay part of the city, where you might find a lot more of that stuff because people think it's cool to do and they think it's fine to do. Um but it's a public place. Like, I mean, it's a private business, but it's like you're in public. I mean, I don't know. And I'm working. I get a call from the desk and they're like, oh, you know, a member needs to uh, make an adjustment onto his membership. And I said, sure. And I have him pull up the account. I, have, I mean, I have to tell the front desk person to give me the account number. I look at the account so that I'm prepared when they come in. Um, and I see that it's a business account. So it's an employer-based account. This one person has several people on his membership um, as staff. And so it's an owner of a business or, you know, like an executive officer or something like that who has like their staff on their membership. And they come in and I see the name on the membership and I'm like, no, this isn't the same person. And they come in and I'm not going to say who it is. But it's somebody you may know if you follow politics at all. Um, somebody I certainly recognized. Not super famous, but like um, public. Public enough to know that I know who this person's wife is. And he comes into the office and he looks at me. And immediately I see his eyes go wide. So we're sitting there. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. The guy is like, the public figure is like three feet away from me. Like I can reach out and touch him at my desk. And he is sitting like at a 90, de 90 degree, more than a 90 degree angle, almost facing outside of my door. I mean, facing towards my door, just like body turned, turned away from me. And I'm talking to the chief of staff. And he's like, have, he's like, I'm going to need, and he's really demanding. He's like, I'm going to need, um, and he gives me the list of names of people that he wants removed for the list of names of people that he wants added on. I'm guessing they're interns because why would you have so many people switching over at once? I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, and I'm like, anything you say, amigo. 
And they both stop and look at me. And I'm like, yeah, I know it was you. I know it was you. And I say, do me a favor and don't fuck in my gym. And I said, you can turn back and face me now, too. Sounded like a total badass. Like, I want to talk, though. Like, I mean, I know it's kind of, like, hypocritical, but it's the principle of the thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if they fuck in the gym, except for when they, people get caught and then, like, some members get really, really, really upset. Like, you have to be respectful. Not everybody wants to see that. I was just, I was just, I was just dishing it out a little bit. I don't really care if they fuck. How much of a hypocrite would I be if I really cared? So also, too, on a happy note, I feel like happy is good right now because so many of the other previous episodes have been some really just heavy crap. Um, Sergio, the guy that Sergio went on a date with, oh, yeah, they're boyfriends now. Like, they are legit and going strong. Several dates went well, and they made it an official thing. So that's a win. So one night. I am at home, chilling, really seriously contemplating about getting a new, going, moving to a new place. Um, Kyle is never back. So it's like, I really have my own place. And maybe if he was back, I would have moved out a long time ago. But he's actually, you know, he gets, he gets decent work as an actor. Um, and he's never home. Like, never, ever, ever home. Like, I've gone, like, the entire year. I haven't seen him. We'll talk. He'll call. We'll talk. He'll tell me, like, what's going on, the people he's meeting. Um, I tell him stuff about my life. Um, but, yeah, he's never home. So I'm at home by myself, and the doorbell rings. Like, oh, who could that be? Nobody ever rings the doorbell. Nobody ever rings the doorbell unless I've ordered, like, unless I've ordered something. And... I open the door, and I don't even recognize him at first. He looks so dapper. Definitely not his style. And he's wearing... He's wearing, like, this really, like, form-hugging, like, exposing, like, his really thick legs and this tight, kind of sweatery, black shirt, long sleeve. It looks almost it looks almost like wool, but it's clinging to his body and it's like showing all his muscles, his perfect, gorgeous body that I know so well. And he looks so different. Had it not been for the fact that I had actually bought this outfit for him, I wouldn't have even recognized Miguel. And when I see him, it's it's always the same thing with him, you know? Every time I see him, it's like the first time. The butterflies, the... Oh, my God. And besides Amir, I've never felt so deeply... Well, maybe Tommy, too, but that's a different... Tommy's different. I don't know if I've ever felt so deeply for another man except for Amir that I do for Miguel. And anytime he looks at me, I'm just shattered. I'm open. Almost broken. He says, hey. 
And I'm like, what's up, man? He said, can I come in? And I'm like, sure. So I'm not the type of person to try to change the person I'm with. Chances are if I'm with you, I, it's because I like you, of course, but I don't want your style to change. I like your style too. And not just your fashion style, but your personality and all that, and all that stuff. And when I say with, I'm not talking about a relationship. I'm just talking about being with them, period. And I love almost everything about Mikkel. Um, but dude, it's it's like when I got him this outfit, it was just because I thought you would look so sexy with this on. It's not like I want you to dress like this all the time. I just thought, man, this would look really sexy. And I was right. It's, it's, he's breathtaking. But he never needed clothes to take my breath away. So anyway, I don't even get the door shut. And he's on me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I forgot. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot how he can kiss me and make me cry. The way, I don't know, he just does this thing like where he holds my, come to think of it, Amir does the same thing. But anyway, that's not important right now. He just, the way he holds my face and the way his lips feel, his rhythm when he kisses me too is just, Like I said, I barely got the door shut and he's on me and he gives me a slow, deep, impassioned kiss, like a gasp for air when you've been underwater and you just break from the surface or you just break through the surface like, like he's been waiting to do this for a very, very, very long time. I'm not trying to spoil the moment. It's amazing. And I need to stop comparing him to other people. Mm-hmm. I really need to stop comparing him to other people. It's just different. He's different. Amir's different. They really are the ones that stand out. But um, I'm spoiling the moment because I keep asking him questions and he's trying, he's got a goal and I'm like, so how have you been? <laughs> Making it super awkward. And um, eventually I ask him, like, hey, are you and Jessica, like, you guys must be on a break, right? And I said, you know what? Don't even answer it. And then I shut up and I go to work on him. I know that him being here, I could see it in his eyes. I'm going to talk today. And I forgot how much he loved it. We're making out, we make our way into the bedroom. I get those clothes off of him. And as I'm kissing him and holding him and working his body, he says to me, I love you so much. And I stop. 
I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting, I don't know what we're doing. And if I'm being totally honest, Miguel feels like something I shouldn't, something, Miguel feels the closest to cheating on Amir. But me and Amir are not together. Like, he made that perfectly clear. But it's just like, I've never come close to loving somebody so much. Somebody else so much. I love Amir. I really do. And Miguel is the closest thing to that. It feels somehow dangerous for me to be with him. But I tell him that I love him too, because it's the truth. He knows that. And with that, I take him. After we're done, he tells me, nothing comes close to that. Miguel has gotten himself to the point where every time he writes, every time he writes, he's able to make himself come hands-free. And it's the type of orgasm that takes over his whole body where he trembles and vibrates. It's really powerful and intense. And when he does that, my favorite thing to do is to go as deep as I possibly can without hurting him. And that's how I come. We wake up the next morning and it is just bliss. I, I like the fact that he stays now. It took time. It took time when we first started doing this. He always had somewhere to be or he would just get up and leave. Even though we were at his place, not leave the house, but like he would just leave the bed. And the fact that he lets me hold him, the fact that he smiles. Still not much of a talker, but it's just really nice. I forgot how much I missed him. Finally, we get up. He says he's got to go back home and he's being really vague on the details. And I'm like, I think I know what that means. Um, and he wants to shower. I think I really know what that means. And I'm not going to let him do it alone. <laughs> so I go with him. We shower together. We make out. And this time he takes me. It was like the first time in the shower. He's always so gentle. And yet, he hits so deep. He's always known how to use his. It's really incredible. And when we're done, like, I feel the day starting to speed up. 
the reality of him, you know, getting dressed. And I'd be lying if I said it didn't make me a little sad. But when he's leaving, he turns around and he gives me a big smile. It's no tears. No, oh, I want you to stay and none of that. It's just, it's just good. Miguel is so good. He hugs me and holds me really tight. Kisses me a few times. And he says, I love you again. And I say, I love you too. And I just look at him and I say, text me when you made it home safe. So I get called into work. And I am maybe two hours into it. I'm not staying long. Just somebody couldn't make it in. And I'm just filling in. Um, so when the next shift comes in and I can leave, I go to my desk and I start to just go through emails and stuff like I normally do. And I get a call from the desk saying that there's somebody here to see me named Samantha. I'm like, oh, send her in. And as she's coming out, I'm like, that's not Samantha. Who's this lady? And uh, Samantha, you know, James is Samantha. My Samantha too. Um, and I look at her, I'm like, oh my God, that is her. And she comes in and she has like, her stomach is sticking out. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I jump up and I pull the chair out for her. I said, and you know, you don't want to assume somebody's pregnant, but I'm just like, it's definitely pregnant. Like, I'm like, unless you're hiding something under there, you are definitely pregnant. And she's got like a, a decent bump, like she's pretty far along. And I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. And she looks at me kind of strange and she's like, thank you. And I said, so how long has this been going on? And she said, I'm six months in. I said, oh my God, you must be so excited. And I'm, you know, I'm just going in and I'm gushing. And she's like, quiet. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I said, does James know? I don't really know where their relationship is. I thought they're weird. They're weird. They'll get together and be strong. And then, you know, they're off. They're on and off. And it's just really, I don't know with them. I don't know with them. I thought that they were, after they stayed together, after we first all messed around, I thought, you know, they're they're a solid couple. But then they would break up and then get back together. So I wasn't sure what was going on. It's just that James had a vasectomy before I even met him. And I was like, oh, does he know? And, and she said, yeah, he knows. And it's not settling in on me yet. And it hits me. And I'm counting back to the last time we had sex. It was six months ago. And I said, Sam, how many months did you say you were pregnant?